Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. started and it's gone bye bye forever probably I'm sorry um, you'll think of it well the last episode we were talking about some of the other women who'd written books and then I mentioned briefly we we're going to start talking about Lupita who is a later wave girl who spoke out okay. so this is where we're starting this is like a right before they start to get their arrested stuff happening one of those girls oh god I'm, and it's just get worse right because no one ever stopped him <clears throat> yeah, no, no. He just That's what happens when you don't stop these people is yeah. they just get they're like, Oh, I can get away with that. Let's like push it further. They're like like serial killers. You sure. Know? Yeah. I just I'm glad that I don't have a mind that works like that where Thank God. If I do something bad, I feel really guilty. Yeah. Instead of going, Oh, I can do even more next time, right? <laughs> just, I can push that envelope. <laughs> push yeah. someone right off a, a cliff. Um, God, but we don't know what his childhood was like because his mom, what we do is know his mom is like a mommy's boy. I'm a mommy's mommy. And then she just kind of like sat in the house while he like raped these children. Yeah. She had to have known. We also know that uh, he has a politician brother. And I have a little bit of intel about that. Uh-oh. Uh, coming up later today in this episode. Welcome to Some Place Underneath Emology. I'm Amber Nelson. Yeah, a, a little bit of uh God, I wish I had a politician for a family member. That'd be so fun. I would it I don't know, I get to drive my car into a lake and like be like suck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just, like, I guess. light a cigarette and be like fix it. If you had a politician relative, would you be more enticed to commit crimes? <laughs> right, I forget I am a girl. I would probably get a lobotomy, aka uh what's his face? JK, not JK. Uh John Kennedy's Rosemary Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would be me. Yeah, I don't think, but I don't think you would. I don't think if you had a politician relative, you would suddenly be like, "I'm gonna." This is the same. See, this guy, this this is the kind of guy who, as soon as he's like, "Oh, I have a reason, I can escalate my behavior." Okay, right? Like, I'm. I don't think you would. Yeah, I guess you would still be doing this, whether his, you know, family was in politics or not. Some people are just like this. Yeah, uh, but they help him out of uh, situations. But he's just a poor baby boy at he's 35 so, years he's old. Such a Natalie, beautiful boy. He's just a sweet little boy. He does music. He loves music. <laughs> You're gonna ruin his life. Ugh. Ugh. Um. 
please help your children if they are committing crimes by reporting them. That's a big thing on the – I don't talk about Gabby Petito a lot because she's been mm-hmm. covered so much. But that's the thing. Uh, right now it's being looked at. They're doing, I think, a civil suit um, against the boy. What's his name? What's the boy. He, what's Gabby Petito's killer's name? Her, you know, you remember that little blonde girl? Yeah, yeah. The boyfriend. Um, her, his mother wrote a letter to him that said "burn after reading," and in it, she's like the epitome of the worst of like boy mom. Where she was, she says in the letter, "If you, if you need me to bury a body, I'll bring the shovel." Like this, le- it was oh. read like a love letter. Like she was in love with her son, kind of. Oh, because um, I bet that's not love. That's not love. She probably got married kind of young, and her husband sucked, and then she had a boy. It was like, all right, I get to train him and to be the man that I never had. So you fall in love with him. And the man she never had murdered his girlfriend. So, cool. Yeah. Um, well, we got a new girl coming out. Yeah, we got another one. Let's talk about this one over here. Um, we Where we left off last time, we were talking about towards the, the like later end of his reign of terror, um, right before the, the arrests and stuff started happening. Another woman who was a girl at the time. Well, no, she was a young woman at the time spoken out she didn't write a book like some um some of the other young women did uh but she spoke on the documentary that docu show that british one that i uh referenced on a previous episode and her name is lupita carrasco uh during this time let's see that would have been 95 i believe um she gets pulled into this group so lupita was scouted by Sergio and Gloria while participating in a beauty contest. She was from a normal background, but her beauty had gained her a lot of attention, enough to be winning pageants. So she was like from a more, I think, a rural area, and she just was like in local pageants and then kept winning. So she was getting to the bigger and bigger pageants. And it turns out, much like Epstein and Ghislaine, Sergio and Gloria, or Glorgio, as I like to call them, uh, they also hovered around these sorts of places where young, vulnerable girls and young women were hoping to make a name for themselves. So basically, Sergio and Gloria just went to beauty pageants to find him new victims, essentially, which is another thing that Epstein did. Um, so that's where they found Lupita. Uh You'll find a number of these kinds of guys and, you know, around model scouts, pageants, especially, you know, Trump owned Miss Universe, which also included Miss Teen Universe for 20 years, famously bragging on Howard Stern that as the owner, he was allowed to go into their dressing rooms while they were naked. It's that kind of these kind of people. It's one of the many reasons that it is pageants are really objectionable to me in certain ways. I, I think that women are allowed to do whatever they want. They want to parade on a stage for like that reason they can but Mm -hmm. they're always going to be populated by these kinds of people like they're going to be seeking out predators predators yes i did a pageant once oh i know and which is like in southern culture it's also really common yeah and it's like it kind of teaches girls a lot of poise because let's be honest if you're from like kind of places where i'm from it's not really taught to you how to hold yourself upright and demand respect yeah so that's i mean i was in like small town little pageants things i wasn't in miss teen universe and i'm not i don't want to take away from anybody who had positive experiences with pageants um 
The little girl ones kind of weird me out. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it's weird. I do remember like researching all of this politics and stuff at the time, and then my aunt, she was very drunk, and she was just like, "You don't have to know nothing about Gorbachev. They're gonna <laughs> ask you your favorite ice cream flavor, and you say butter pecan because it's <laughs> interesting." Sexy. Oh. She's like hammered out of her gourd. And I was just like, whatever. And then I I showed up and I had all this like world knowledge. And they were like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? And I was like, butter pecan. So she was right. She's right the whole time. They filled your pretty little head with thoughts about Gorbachev. Ew. (laughs) That is kind of silly. And I kind of think about it. All right. Let's continue. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it. Though this was all taking place in Mexico, it sounds like it's very similar to American pageants that she was participating in. This is also where they would they would end up crowning Miss Mexico, who would then go on to like the Miss Universe pageant and all that stuff. So she was actually this girl, Lupita. She was 19 years old by the time Sergio found her, which is practically an old hag. Right. But she's um, of age. Yes. She's a, an adult in in law mind, probably not as much. Mm-hmm. Um she was actually a finalist for Miss Mexico, Ooh. which, of course, is a huge deal. Um, you know, but she could have, I don't know for sure, but she might have been a bit naive coming from, like, a more countryside background. Also, just being that young, which is Sergio's favorite. Um, the the griff this time was that the girls were told that Gloria, and by extension Sergio, was looking to cast beautiful women for a new soap opera. So that's why they were allegedly there at the pageant. They honed in on Lupita for whatever reasons Sergio had. Much like the, you know, the music camps that he had been pulling girls in for before, she was told that she was chosen to be a part of their acting training program for the soap opera. And it was where? Oh, and that hellscape of the block of houses. Oh, right, where the barbed wire faces in. Yeah, and where the Casa Rosa sits, the pink house, which, again, sounds cute. Not cute inside. You know where all the the children were destroyed for the sake of Sergio's little pee-pee. Right. Um, You can tell how confident he had become at this point that he had been willing to bring adults into the situation. Oh, because he used to separate them pretty early on. Yeah, and the fact that he's bringing a 19-year-old, he must be feeling really bold at this point. Um, Regardless of the fact that Lupita was technically an adult, she was also so young, naive, and hopeful that she received the same treatment as the little girls did and didn't know how to, didn't understand how to, like, how to process what was going on. Sleeping on the bathroom floor with no food. Yeah. Um, Getting passports taken away. Yeah, having manipulation stuff, you know, slowly being worked into being assaulted, like all that kind of stuff. So, you know, 19 is not really grown up. Um, So same thing again with Gloria. She would come in, befriend her, earn her trust, and then get her to tell Gloria everything about herself, all to be used to manipulate and control her later on. Damn, don't fall for it. I went to a religious meeting, or like I found it on meetup.com, and he was just like, tell me, what what makes you vulnerable? And Uh, I was just like, I see through this veneer. No, You want me to tell you what makes me vulnerable, and then you use it against me later. I left the meeting. Religious meetup on meetup.com sounds very scary. Yeah, it was really scary, Natalie. <laughs> well, at least you learned. You learned. I learned. You went and you tried it. Yeah. Um, he also said that he had a spiritual journey last year 
It's when he started. And I was like, who is this fucking dude? So because he committed a crime? <laughs> Might be. Um, so here we learn of another of Sergio's updates and tweaks on his journey of emptiness and, and perhaps why he went for someone over the age of 18. Now Gloria comes to Lapita and tells her that Sergio is angry with her. And the only way to convince him to let her stay is to write him a letter telling how much he like you love and adore him. So this is not a new like getting stuff in writing thing. But because she's technically a legal adult and she's writing these love letters, it really looks bad against her character. Yes. So. Oh, because if she comes out later on and says he was abusive, then it's go, like, here's this paper trail. Yep. I mean, does it ring familiar to what happened with Dusty and her husband doing that to that one of their victims? Um, so, allegedly. <laughs> um, so, then, so basically, she was already doing this with some of the kids, but this is now, I think, maybe his way to, like, hone in and, and craft this predation is that now this 19 year old is an adult and she has now written him letters saying that she wants to be with him that she and this was all like this was Gloria telling her specifically what to put in this letter now this letter mind you could be used to deny any assault charges later on I think at this point the walls had started to close in on him a little or he was getting more confident it's kind of hard to say um no matter how manipulative and deceitful you are, however, eventually you are going to be caught at some point. In his little Swiss cheese mind, and you know, you see this a lot with serial abusers. You see that, you know, again with Taylor Mitchell, allegedly. Uh, see, look, here, here's proof I didn't are her. She's written on her undying love to me, like all of this stuff, blah, blah, blah. You get it. Um because people like this are only cap- capable of seeing others as a transaction. So they are th- this kind of person is like calculating every move they make just so they can like have their their fucking druthers, whatever right. bullshit. Right. And it's best not to even get into an argument with them because they're going to find a way to make you feel crazy. Yeah. You can't rationalize. They're not no. they're not they're not interested in that. No, I've met some people, not this bad, but like this manipulative Mm -hmm. in real life. And you just honestly leave. Just leave the room. You should. You're just not going to be able to get back at them. They don't have a conscience. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, you're best to just get as far as possible. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. 
I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. This is a message for anyone with high LDLC or bad cholesterol who has had or is at risk of having a cardiovascular adverse event. Merck is studying an investigational medication to see whether it may help lower the risk of future cardiovascular adverse events. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death worldwide. And in the United States alone, there are over 73 million people living with high LDLC. To learn about whether you may qualify, visit CoralReefStudies.com now. Again, that is C-O-R-A-L-R-E-E-F-S-T-U-D-I-E-S dot com. Even though, like, even his mind is so transactional, I think, in that way that he doesn't even fully grasp that it doesn't mean that you're like writing a letter doesn't mean that all of your things are now negated. Like you can't just like do whatever you want because somebody wrote a letter to you. I think in his mind he was like, she said it's fine. So yeah. it's I just court will be able to, you know, although he didn't really get that much of a sentence. So I guess maybe it worked. Um he was t- essentially like trying to sign a lease on them is what it feels like. After Gloria dictated the letter and just had Lupita, you know, write it out with her handwriting and sign it, Gloria gives this letter to Sergio. Basically is collateral. Later that same day, he came to her room and raped her for the first time. So it literally she wrote a contract to him that she didn't understand. And then he assaulted her almost as, as if he was and he he treated it, and he's done this with some of the other girls. He was almost as if he was gaslighting himself, like being like, "Oh, you you are in love with me. We're not covering this. You didn't mean to already cover this, right? I guess I just reread it a hundred times, so I, I'm feeling like I already said this. I'm just too. hearing it for the first okay, time. Okay, this cool, is cool, crazy. Cool. So she writes this letter, and then he's just like, "All right, game on." But he, I think he is trying to make this this cosplay in his own head. This is my. I'm just fucking snow, like spitballing here. Yeah, but. He, according to her and some of the other girls, after, you know, some sort of like letter or something like, you know, how Gloria was like making the girls say that they wouldn't be in love with him and all this stuff. He would then be like, oh, you love me? Let's like he's creating this fantasy world that he knows is fake. But it's almost like he's trying to create pretend relationships with them. It's so weird. I don't know. Um, So then he yeah, that was he assaulted her after this letter and. This story, like this whole story, brought me back to a memory of a stunt coordinator <laughs> I had to interact with once. Who once he followed me back to my car against my wishes and then forced a kiss on me. You and I couldn't do anything at the time because he was my superior and no one would have cared anyway. Uh, they would have just blacklisted me if I said anything. So if I wanted to try to work, I just had to pull away and then say bye and get in my car and leave um he had been trying this for a while and he he as repeatedly as i said i was not interested in dating him or a stunt coordinator or anything or a stunt person he just like ignored it and then the next day after this happened he wrote me an email and it said in it he had no idea that i had felt romantically about him and 
now that he knows, uh, he, I'm welcome to come stay with him in California for a few weeks and he can probably get me on some jobs. Sir, you forced yourself onto me and then decided I had come on to you. Like, that's the kind of mentality that I feel like Sergio is trying to create in his head. Like, this dude just, like, forced himself on me and then acted as though I somehow had shown uh, my romantic feelings for he him. He sounds insane and lonely. He sounds like he knows nobody loves him. And then he has to force this romantic connection. It sounds like like it's 3 a.m. at a bar and then some dude is drunkenly like grabbing you and you're just like, no, please stop. And he's just like, come on. He's like, why are you flirting with me then? It was like that. It was it felt like I was like, you just gaslit yourself into insisting that I have feelings for you because you like cornered me against my will. (laughs) Um you know, just another day in the stunt community. I'll That's tell right. you that much. And but. it's before me, too. So if oh, you yeah. said anything, you would be the one blacklisted. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's still kind of that bad in the stunt world. A little bit better than it was 10 years ago, but I mean, not that much better. Um, I mean, I've been in relationships with people for a while in the comedy community because I was like, oh, if I'm dating them and I because I need to go on the yeah, road. Yeah, comedy seems like that, too, a lot of the time. It's crazy because yeah. you, when you're starting out, you go on the road. You have to stay in a hotel room with people because I don't have the hundred bucks for my own room. Right. So you have to share a room other like a cot or whatever. And if I'm dating somebody else, they're not going to touch me. You yeah. know what I mean? I have like a, a extra layer of security. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because you can't just, you know, expect people to just be normal. That would no. be crazy. Um. And fortunately, in that specific scenario, we were not in private and I was not locked into his house. Lupita cannot say the same thing. So she was already kind of trapped at this point. Thankfully, when that man did that, I was by my car and I could leave. Yeah. Beyond the assaults, Lupita reported that most of the houses on his horror block didn't have running water or working toilets. But he's rich. Yeah, it's unclear if this was always the case or he began to use it as a control tactic or he wanted to spend less money on the girls. But it seems like it would his style would be that's more of a torture thing that he's like, like fucking with them. Yeah, like you smell your own shit. Yeah, um, because it would cause the girls to have to ask for for permission for literally anything, even human body functions. So as Sergio's tortures became more sadistic, um, he became a little bit, I don't know, he seemed like he got crazier over the time. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody I don't stopped know, him. I don't know if this is real or if I'm just seeing this as an escalation or he's always been the same. I don't know. but And I don't know why this upsets me more than the other stuff. But Lupita would report that he would do these cruel, mocking attacks on them. And this is like a little bit of a trigger warning. It does. I don't know why. Maybe because I have eating issues. But like this really upsets me. Um, For example, she describes how after starving them for weeks, he would take them out for a massive five course meal that he would demand they finish every bite of. Uh, most of the girls couldn't fit that much food in them due to the starvation. Yeah. So it would be incredibly uncomfortable. Like they would be getting sick and he would be like, you have to eat it, you eat it, eat it, eat it's it. It's also lots of butter and like fatty stuff. He was doing it not to be kind. He was doing it to torture them. And then on the way home, he drove his car. That's one specific time she's talking about intentionally like swerving all over the road to make them sick. And it caused several of the girls to vomit. And then he braided them for it. 
So he is a sick man. He's fucking crazy. Yeah, he shouldn't be on the streets. It's really, it's a travesty that he is not in jail currently. Because, like, those are... But between teenagers and young adult women who are under his control, he just like sadistically tortured them for no no reason. No, I want to see you vomit. I want to see you shit. And then yell at them. Yeah. How dare you do that, you nasty bitch. Yeah, he did. He called them disgusting when they did it. And then just have to like, can I please use a toilet that flushes, daddy? Yeah. And this is not the only food torture he did. Um, Karina, who we spoke of last week in the, uh yeah just last week i believe she described something so disgusting that he would call box hmm. which would be a plastic container filled with essentially trash food scraps eggshells peels he'd put like spices in it and he'd have mary stand over the girls and she would be the enforcer as they would eat Every scrap from the box, and they were not allowed to leave until they did. Even if they threw up, they would have to also eat that. They would have to eat their own throw up? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, my God. This is like Saw. Yeah. No, it's 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 sick. Um, also, Mary, we'll talk about Mary in a little bit. And she's bit. the one, like, poor Mary. She's supposed to get her big debut and never got it. So I bet she's extra vengeful. Yeah. Because she was supposed to be the big star, and now I'm not. Now I got to watch these girls eat these scraps. Fuck you, eat these scraps harder, bitch. Yeah. Pin them against each other. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about her, but yeah, she, they they very much, very much put, pinpoint Mary as being the one who, like, would enforce all of the punishments. It's cruel. So... Mary would then have to, like, after they ate and ate and ate everything, however long it took, she would have to then, she would analyze the box to make sure they got every last crumb into their guts before they were allowed to get up and leave this torturer. So at times he had so many girls living there at once that some of them would be living in camper vans outside the property, still behind the high walls in barbed wire, but also more uncomfortable because they'd be in, like, camper vans. It's probably hot. There's probably no yeah. AC in there. No, no, no. And it's there was no Mexico. There was no comforts at all. They were lucky if they had a blanket. Lupita, like the other girls, reported that Gloria was his good cop face. She was the, uh, yeah, the good cop, and Mary was like sort of the bad cop. She realized that she would have to play their game because after she had been there for two years, she realized she had to get out. And she, this is the thing. So Lupita had to get out. She'd been there for two years. Yeah, and this is the thing. If you bring an actual adult into this they're going to be able to leave a little bit easier so she, at this time she was 21 and then she's like oh, i'm not doing this anymore um i can't believe she lasted two years but then it's also i'm like not fame. that surprised like uh, i would you know have you ever been stuck in a, in a an abusive thing and then yeah. you get out and you're like why was i there for that long that's crazy yeah i think so much of it is about mind control and manipulation that i think probably they're so confused it would take two years to be like, wait, because he would also, of course, there'd be times like they all report that he would suddenly become charming, suddenly like da 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 da, help them this, compliment their stuff, da 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 da. Yeah, it's a cycle of abuse. Mm-hmm. So then you, you compliment, and he's like, oh, he was nice to me. I guess I have to keep doing these things for him to be nice to me again, and he pulls away on purpose. Like this is how I he he must he's probably a genius. He's gotten this you know glorious career. This must just be part of the process, and like I'll get. You know, justifying, I'll be able to succeed and then I don't have to be here anymore. I just get through this next couple months, next couple, and then suddenly it's two years later. Um, But, you know, 
she realized at this point as an adult woman that she was going to have to play their game if she were to escape. Um, this is a horror movie. Yeah. Oh, all of this is a horror movie. He, he is a horror movie. Uh, when you realize, you know, when you're entangled with this person who can't be reasoned with, who can't empathize, you almost have to match them. You almost have to f- observe them like an insect, the way that they look at you, to see their movements, the way that they their moods are, manipulate them back. So you start to do exactly what they want. And, you know, you kind of like follow their patterns and go, okay, this is when he is the most calm. This is when he's the most giving when I do this and this and this. And she sort of describes that lulling them into a trust. And then that's when you make your move. So Lupita did this. She spent two hellish years with him and she followed all of his horrific demands without complaining at this point. And he was, she was just like, she did everything, all the things that make him pl- pleased, um, you know, make, being the perfect little girl for him. Uh, she acted as she she basically acted as though she had been broken by him, which is what he wants. And then when her mother became sick, she asked for a compassionate leave. Yes, like you might in prison. You can do that in prison. I mean, if sometimes I mean, if you have certain there's very certain stipulations, but yeah, but okay. that compassionate leave. It, uh, that's also like a military term. It's like she asked for compassionate leave from what? a guy, a guy. It's yeah. just some guy, honey. Yeah. But that's how he treated it was like a prison they were in. Yeah. And and it was granted to her because she was behaving. And as soon as she got that, she ran and did not come back. Good for her. She got her passport and everything. Yeah. Get the fuck out. I feel like even if because didn't he hold the passport from some other girl Mm -hmm. and they had to go back to get it? I don't know if this is true, but can you just be like, fuck it, no passport for me, and then go to the American embassy or go to some embassy and then say, this man took it? Yeah, I think that, well, in that specific one you're referencing, that was when they tricked her to come back to the hotel room for a minute and then she didn't want to leave anymore. But like in the future reference, if somebody ever like, quote unquote, takes your passport, you can go to some kind of embassy or consulate and then be like, they took it, please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You don't have to go back and get it. This isn't 007. No, but... I think that the main, the main issue is if somebody has gotten to the point where you've co- they've convinced you to give them your passport, you might be in a mental prison right. at that point, which is always the tricky right <laughs> the tricky side of it. Mental prisons are almost harder than physical prisons sometimes. Um, so Lupita left in 1997. In 1998, Aline's book, which we covered in previous episodes, was released. I bet she was like, "Holy shit! Somebody else did this, and they had the balls to come out with it." Yes. Essentially, the book did bring forth some of the other women because they're like, okay. (laughs) Um, It sent shock through Latin America, not at the depravity of Sergio Andretti, but because it was connected to one of the biggest pop stars of the decade. A lot of people wouldn't even have known who Sergio was, but it was connected to Gloria. At first, when the news broke and people started reading the book... They didn't want to believe it was real. And most people actually brushed it, brushed it off as a lean fame seeking. So they're, they're like, Gloria. Oh, yeah. Gloria Trevi is like abusing little girls. Please. I guess it'd be like Taylor Swift was abusing little girls. Right. So, and you know, they it's it's hard for people to, to look at real horror like this. And it's easier to just go, there's no way. Um, but then something else happened. We started out one of the previous episodes talking about Karina's book. Well, Karina 
was there for all of Lupita's imprisonment. So that was the same time period as Karina. It's just that Karina wrote a book and Lupita just spoke out. She didn't write a whole novel, okay. uh, bi- uh, biography. And Karina was there after Lupita. So basically Karina was there before, during, and after Lupita's time. Even after, even three years into her stay, and she, Karina was so young when he took her, she was there three years and she still was not an adult because she was 12. 12, yeah, when he took her, 12. So she was there for years and still a child. Um, So that same year that Lupita escaped, we're back to Karina's time frame. In May of 1997, Aline's book had not come out yet, but word was that it was going to come out and somehow got to Sergio. So just as Lupita's like escaping, Sergio's getting word that, oh, one of his previous victims is going to write a book now. This is scary because they usually go like real commando on him. Yeah. Yeah. No, for those women, those girls and women that are with him, this is not a good time. So Sergio commanded Karina, who was still with him. She wrote her book later on to go to her parents' house and basically tell them how wonderful he was and this mean teenager that he was married to is just so jealous because he didn't want to be married to her anymore and that's why the book's coming out. So one of the few times she was able to see her family was in order to try to protect Sergio from his own actions. What's so crazy about all of this stuff happening is that they're... This is also in the peak of glorious success. So... It's like, the, like you said, it's like Taylor Swift on her tour, but also behind the scenes, all of this child abuse is about to come out. And this man is just like slowly going insane. Right. And if I know anything from business, whenever somebody is coming at you and attacking you, that means you have more power than you think you do. Yeah. So really got to dig your heels in the ground. And it sucks to hear it because they can people are going to come at you with all of their force because they know that you are the only thing standing in their way. Yeah. So I'm going to guess Sergio got worse to these girls. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Uh, We'll talk about this here. So as word of Aline's book was starting to make its rounds. There was gossip about it coming out. Sergio begins to panic, and he started to stay more and more out of Mexico in an attempt to evade questions. The girls, of course, were always required to be with him. So he started to take them, because, you know, he already did that. We talked about he would just pull them out to different hotels and different places and, like, confuse them, disorient them. He started to take them a lot more out of outside of Mexico because that's where the accusations were, were coming from. Oh, and I think I forgot to mention this because it's going to come up here. Uh, he also was forcing them not to only have sex with him but with each other, making multiple girls have orgies with him on a regular basis. Oh, because now I bet they feel guilty. Because then they're like, they don't want to come out with it because they're also ashamed. Probably. Um, during one of these in 1997, when Karina was around 15, I don't even want to call it an orgy. It is a mass rape. But um, around when she was 15 and the group was stationed in Spain. Um, so during one of these mass assaults that he was doing in Spain, I don't know why it happened during one of these group rapes. It's just how she describes it in her 
in her memoir. But Sergio, during one of these, points out to Karina that her stomach looks different. And yes, she is in fact pregnant. No. So this is, I mean, girl. Ugh. You find out you're pregnant and a mass rape? Yeah. I, ugh. Yeah. So... This is all leading up to before when people didn't want to believe the book that came out. They didn't want to believe Aline. They thought she was making stuff up. So this is another section. of So Karina's with him when all of this book stuff is coming out. During this time period, at one point, she realizes she's pregnant. He demands that she immediately travel to Houston to receive an abortion. Oh, fuck you, dude. It's here that Karina reveals... That she knows of many girls who were with him, who were impregnated by him, and then forced to get abortions, whether they wanted them or not. Gloria is included on this list. Oh, God. We also know that not all of them were required to get abortions and that he has fathered an unknown amount of children by rape of minors, but it is a lot of children. He has, given, he has impregnated many young girls, and many of them had their babies. Uh, but many that of them is disgusting. Yeah, no, he should he should be like strong up. To be honest, only um, women get the choice of what the next generation is going to be, and if you don't like that, then go live in fucking Saudi Arabia. Okay, go live in Afghanistan where well, they the, don't have that choice. Do you want to live there? No, you don't because that place sucks. Because <laughs> men shouldn't be given this fucking opportunity. Well, he obviously has that whatever thread in him that's like the mental. The fucking crazy shit that's inside of him. He obviously thinks that his sperm is like very valuable and like he must spread his seed around. He needs to be chemically castrated. Oh, I, I agree. Um, yes. He, he, you have to you have to take this away. Like this is a weapon. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not arguing with you on that. Sorry. I, no. I, know, I know you're not like, no, let's let him go. <laughs> Give him. Let's wait a second. Let's, let's, let's hear him out. I don't want to waste his life. Um. This is like, don't even put him on trial. Just like, cut his dick off. I mean, I he know. he only got six or I think five, dis, in between five and seven years. I forget how like many. Like raping four year olds, uh, forcing girls to eat their own vomit, getting them pregnant, and mass rapes. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, Karina gets flown to Houston because. At this time, abortion was illegal mostly in Mexico in the 90s, and it was harder to find a place to get it done that wouldn't kill the impregnated person. Ironically, question mark, now Mexico is has lifted most bans on abortion. So just as so many of ours are being shut down or challenged. So basically now it's been decriminalized in Mexico and it's easier to access safe abortion care there. Hmm. More safe than it would be in Houston. Look at that. So she wouldn't have had to fly to Houston if it were now. She could just have it done there. Isn't that nice? Wow. Against her will. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure some people will write in and be like, I thought you were a fan of abortion. You know how some guys <laughs> talk like that? Yes. They're like, yeah, we're a fan of women's choice. Yeah. Well, that's you what we did the for- fucking idiot. <laughs> that's why we did the forced abortions episode, la- right. our series last season. I thought you liked abortion. Yeah, we just we want everyone to have mandatory abortion. That's what we want. Um, No, it's it's almost it's so hard. It's so it's just 
They can't How get do it. you not understand that it's just about the person's having choice over their body? I think they do. And I think a yeah. lot of people in that position, they want you to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. They want to continue to move the goalposts and no, be like, but right. I thought you said this. Because <laughs> they want you to get so flabbergasted and upset that then they can get away with more shit. And then no, they can right. get their little government mandated girlfriend. Because, you know, they think all this because they can't get fucking laid anywhere. I know. No one wants to touch them. So they want the government to do it for themselves. You're right. You are. You're right, Amber. <laughs> okay, so. It's also, not- sorry, but your government-enforced girlfriend, do you think she's going to be a Victoria's Secret supermodel? Dude, chode in your fucking gaming chair. Whatever. She, they don't deserve any beautiful woman. Every woman's going to be fucking too good for them. Too good. They deserve to dig a hole. Go down there, come inside of it, and stay there. The saddest part is that so many of those dudes, if they had just figured out how to develop a personality, would have plenty of chicks wanting to fuck them, you know? Uh, we So many girls love short guys, ugly guys. I don't care. Get a personality. Make us laugh. Sure. It's So it's not clear. So basically okay. during this time period, let's get back to this Sorry. horrible story. Uh, it's not. So this was during a time when they had mostly been in Spain. And so... Again, that's she. He was flying flying her to Houston during this time period. It's not clear why she also couldn't obtain one in Spain, because it seems like they have been relatively consistent available. Uh, they've had consistent availability there, I believe. But I also only know what I grabbed from the internet, so I could be way off about Spain's abortion laws. It's also not clear whether or not Karina wanted to have an abortion. But by the time she got to Houston, it didn't matter because it turned out that the fetus was too far along for her to have the procedure. She returned to Spain still pregnant. So it's here that she found out that the little four-year-old girl we mentioned last episode that was living with them, Mm -hmm. Sergio does claim this little girl as as his daughter. And he tells Karina that her child will be raised like that little girl in the cult and that... Not only did she witness him beating this little girl, this four-year-old, but Karina says that he alluded to that he had every intention of raping the little girl, his daughter, when she turned prepubescent like all of the others. Did something snap inside of her brain and she left? She was she was still a little girl. She was kind of trapped with this man. But um, I just can't even imagine the pain of hearing that sort of news. I'd just be like, knowing that your daughter's going to be treated like this the same way you've been treated and it feels like there's no out... Yeah. And I mean, granted, she probably would have figured a way out because she wouldn't have wanted this to happen to the little girl. But Karina found out she was to have a boy. Oh, uh, thank God. Sergio was furious. Whoa. He doesn't allow other men or males near his enclosure, even children. He's going to kill him. Karina was terrified. But the baby arrived regardless in December of 1997 while they were still hiding out in Spain. This was at the same time as Sergio's walls were closing in. And I imagine, like you said, he was even more of a sadist than he was before. In the child's first few months of life, Sergio exercised complete control over when she was permitted to feed the baby, see the baby. The baby was being dangerously underfed as well as mistreated. And often Karina would not be able to change the baby out of dirty diapers in a timely manner. He's jealous of a baby boy. Yeah. Which, you know, can be an extremely dangerous thing to do to an infant, not to change them out of their soiled diapers. Yeah. She saw him hit the infant at least once. Like when he was 12 days old, he hit the baby. Can you fucking imagine what an absolute living abortion this man is? Like... 
this man should never have like been born. He shouldn't be allowed to live. His mom should have aborted him. Yeah. And yet, even though he didn't want the male around, his own pathetic brain wouldn't let her leave. So you would think like, I mean, (laughs) trying to put rational thought on top of this person is ridiculous. But if he hated the baby so much, like he he would just guess he'd be like, get out of here. Like, go. But no, that's he can't be doing that because his ego would be bruised if one of his girls maharam. I guess also that would be like a crime. (laughs) Right. Because he he raped the little girl. Um, But he threatened her that if she tried to run away with the baby or tell anyone that he knew lots of powerful people who would make sure she never saw her child again. She was still given random permission to have supervised visits with her parents, but they had no idea she was ever pregnant or that they had a grandson. If she was given leave, the baby would not be permitted to go with her. During those first few months of the child's life, sometime in 1998, they all moved to Buenos Aires, which is in Argentina, which is in the southern half of South America on the East Coast, if you're not familiar exactly where that is. Karina was given one of the leaves during this time period. At this point, her parents could tell something was wrong with her, but she kept denying, denying, denying everything. They could tell she was not well, and they said they wanted to take her to a doctor during this leave. She told them if they did that, that they would never see her again. Not a threat, just... That's her accepted life now. She knows that if her, her parents take her to a do- well, he at least tells her that in her head, that probably feels real. In reality, if her parents took her to a doctor, Sergio would kind of lose power there. He'd go to jail because it'd be like, how did you as an underage girl get pregnant? Yeah. By whom again? So. So this probably means she gave birth alone, like without medical intervention. Well, yeah. So <laughs> she probably gave birth like. In this Spanish place, like a house. She might have given birth in like a hospital somewhere and like, you know, however they finagled it. I don't know. But they didn't. She didn't mention a traumatic birth. So if it was, she didn't want to talk about it. Thank God it wasn't like breached or anything. I mean, she could die. So when she came back to Argentina after this visit, the rest of the group told her that her baby was sick and they had had to take him to the hospital that he was going to be right back. This wasn't actually true. They just took her baby from her? The truth is that they dumped the baby at the hospital when he was on death's door from neglect, and they just left him there. Evil! And, and they didn't really seem like they had any plans to go back for him, even though they lied to Karina about it. And this so they is were. evil, Natalie. This is like, I can't even fathom this shit. Yeah, so at this time, I imagine her parents really didn't know what to do. They still didn't know about the baby, but they could tell their daughter was, like, not okay. Because at this point, she had been so destroyed by Sergio, she didn't know how to get out, and they didn't know how to get her out because she was so, like, manipulated in the head. Um... It turns out that they didn't have to wait very long after their last visit with her. In October of 1998, Karina's parents received a call asking them if they were aware they had a grandson and that he was sort of abandoned at a hospital in Argentina. They did not know. Holy shit. My mom would be so mad. At you? (laughs) I don't know. I was like, what do you mean? Uh, they went. Th- I don't think your mom would have like sent you off. Not. I'm not no. trying to shit on their parents. It, it was a different time, but it's still just like you let her go with a man at twelve. Um, anyway, so 
They went there and retrieved the baby. They, so they flew out to Argentina and they took the baby. And it's unclear if they immediately told Karina they had him. But when they got their grandson, they then tried to find her. But Sergio had already picked up and left with his harem of child brides. And so they now had their grandson but could not find their daughter. This was the last straw, apparently. So this was when they finally made a police report that their daughter was missing. Finally. Four years after the fact. They let it... You know what? Different time. Yeah. Don't want to blame the parents here, but you're going to let your four-year-old daughter... Also, there was... Not four. um, Sorry, 12. 12. For four years. And I guess there was women in there saying, like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. She'll come be with me. They, They think she's being... like trained for to be a a singing star so they did at least they made it at this point because they were from mexico and the abduction was technically done in argentina it became a worldwide manhunt good get his ass remember how earlier i said the people didn't believe aline's book well when the news broke that sergio had impregnated this 15 year old girl suddenly there was proof the abduction charge and the abandoned baby was enough for people to finally start paying attention. For months, Sergio took all the girls with him back and forth all over South America trying to evade capture. So this was like 1998. The police are now looking for them and he just keeps running to different countries in South America this whole time. Interpol, which is the International Criminal Police Organization, got involved, and they put up wanted posters in 170 countries. But they still managed to stay in hiding for almost a year. But finally, in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, they were caught and arrested in January of the year 2000. Maybe they were all counting on Y2K to help them escape, you know, all the computers were going to crash or something, but it didn't work. When they were caught... He seemed to have been going through some form of psychological like spiral because he was uh, he was captured with eight girls and many of them were pregnant. Some of them also had babies. None of these babies were known to the outside world. Oh, so they absolutely gave birth just like in a hovel. Yeah. And he was clearly his semen was so important to, to society and culture that he was like trying to just like impregnate as many of these children as he could before they caught him. So when they were arrested in Mex, when they were arrested, Mexico and Latin America were faced with this awful truth. They had then had to face like Gloria and him, and they you know were pretty clearly guilty. They had big effigy burnings in the streets of these big dummies, a practice you may have seen before. It's not uncommon to do this in Mexico, like build paper mache figures and then like burn them in protest. So they did. They did. There's like a big one of Trump in 2016 um, during the Easter celebration. And they did this uh, to Gloria. They made big Gloria ones they, and all that stuff. And unfortunately, again, it was more with forefronting face of Gloria because Sergio is just this random dude. It's also people love to blame the women more. Oh, for it's sure. It's just so much. They always consider it could be a 35, 40 year old man and he's still a boy. I don't know. Yeah. But it could be, you know, the girl will take all. She'll take the fall. But don't worry. Since she's famous, they all forgave her really quickly. So don't worry about it. Right. Um, I mean, this is he's the big guy. Yes. The other girls are bad, too. But he's the main guy to be focused on. Yeah. 
But this is why it's the this series is about this because they get to hide behind this forefronting face, this pretty right. face, and, and then she takes the fall. And then yeah, so yeah, I mean that you know that the the woman who was in on posters in their children's bedrooms, the beloved woman, she, it was this ultimate betrayal to them. But don't worry, they all forgot about it really quick. So though Gloria does now doesn't directly deny the allegations, she instead puts herself in the victim role. But at the time of her arrest, she and Mary denied everything. They shed public tears, asked why these girls would say these lies about them. They were wearing these big like crucifixes and going like, oh, I don't know why this is happening to me. These girls are, they're saying the, the little girls are the bad guys. They're the victims. We're the victims. It rings eerily similar to the words of the buttons. Because, remember, they were saying that all seven of the women victimized them. And he just, like, put it on a website, all crafted. He's like, thanks, Dusty, for putting it all together for us. You are a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, So, uh, to me, okay, so this was what they were doing at the time. Now, Gloria and Mary speak against Sergio, but for many years, they were just saying the girls were liars. I'm also really—so I'm kind of curious about whether Dusty is going to eventually flip on her husband. I don't know. Gloria blames the children, the media, the police, everyone. Blames everybody else for for her being captured. Anyway, yes, like those two women were conditioned. But again, it's really difficult to hear their words after they are arrested. They mock these little girls. Just as when they were taken under his spell, Gloria takes on this sad, hurt baby and Mary takes on this righteous, disgusted Karen sort of persona. So that's sort of like they still kept their good cop, bad cop personas. Like Gloria's going like, oh. And then the Mary interviews are sort of like, well, I would This never. is disgusting. I can't believe you even fucking say this about me. God. I mean, they're still bad, but the bad, bad guy is Sergio. Yeah, sure. He's the main one. Fucking kill him. Um, so Sergio was unsurprisingly shameless. Because they all got interviewed after they were arrested. And he actually speaks English, so we can hear a little bit of his own words. We have three concrete accusations. The other things, all the other mess around that stuff, it's a big mess, but it's just gossip. Gossip provoked uh, by the figure of Gloria, the fame, and everything. Yes, Karina was underage, certainly. Uh, I would like to let you know that uh, for me uh, I had a preoccupation about the the fact you can't handle always uh, your feelings about the people you can't uh, control every time what are you feeling for another person. We had a relationship with respect, with uh, uh, a lot of joy, a lot. Uh, If I am guilty of something, well, I just fell in love. And just that. Yeah, I think you can, Sergio, especially if you're a child. I think you can. You can control how you feel. I like how he justifies it with that. He's like uh, Taylor Lautner's character from Twilight when he falls in love with the baby. It's just, I can't, oh, it's, I, I'm imprinted on her. I don't know. I don't know. He does look like a very, like, that sort of masculine machismo. He looks like the kind of guy that my mom set me on a date with. Oh, God, Amber. I'm sorry. I can now see why the parents would, because I've only seen photos of him. I haven't seen a lot of interviews. 
I can see the white parents would trust him. He looks like a very patriarchal sort of father figure. Sometimes that's why you can't trust people just because they have a nice shirt on. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, he is a monster. Yeah, looking at him, man, this is so scary. I'm so glad that I didn't fall in love with that man mom set me on a date with. Ugh. She wanted me to marry him. Oh, God. He would probably end up having like a house of little girls somewhere. I'm glad yeah. you didn't. So... And then here we bring back these love letters that the girls were coerced into writing, declaring their love to him. So he's saying this bullshit. Right. And then he is he has these letters. And that's what the Gloria and fucking Mary bring up. I they wrote these love letters to him that they fucking instructed the girls to write. I don't know what they did, but they must have fallen in love with him. And it's not my responsibility what they if they decide to have a relationship Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. They're, th- I know that they're still brainwashed at that point, but they the way that they speak of these children in those initial interviews is repulsive. Like, so gross. And they knew what they were doing on some level. Yeah. During... Oh. Um, just imagining, like, saying I was tempted by a child. That's disgusting. Yeah. During the interim period before her charges stuck, it was discovered that Gloria was pregnant. So this was during the arrest period. They I had captured them. They had gotten them into like a prison to await trial. And it became apparent that Gloria was pregnant. The father turned out to be Sergio. She was sentenced to five years in Mexican prison, of which she served four and four years and eight months. That's way longer than he was. I mean, he got about the same, but it's not enough for any of them. No. Um, she continued after that time. By the way, she gave birth, and that kid just is a man who lives in the world now with her. Whoa. And you know when you give birth in prison, there's, like, no pain meds. You're just, like, chained to a wall. I mean, she's she would have been accustomed to that anyway. Right. She, she had – there. she had had – we'll get into She had had another baby with him and abortions from him. So we'll just – we'll talk about that in a second. But – so she gets out, and as she gets out, she continues to victimize herself, puts the blame on Karina. And when she was released, she had a huge group of fans greeting her to leave. And she kind of just doesn't stop her fans, almost encourages them to attack Karina. So they, the, the Gloria Trevi huge fan base then go after and, like, attack Karina and call her, like, a whore and all this stuff. Whoa. Is this, like, K-pop stands, what they do now? Yes. Like, they'll fucking get you doxxed. It is what they... And, and Gloria encouraged it, which is, again, I don't think she should just be, like, having a successful career. No. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. 
The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Over time, it was seemingly forgotten that she was responsible for a lot of this. She released, Gloria, released an album in 2007, and it, it like went platinum and all that stuff. It was like a huge success. Her wiki page reads like it's a glowing, it's like adoration and love and glowing praise. And then there's just like tiny little blip of a paragraph about her arrest. And the rest of it's just like her flourishing career. Oh, because anybody can write wiki. Like, you could go in there and, like, type up your own bullshit. I don't think she did, but I'm saying, like, her fans have just let this go. Right. They don't want to hear about it. So her, like, the horror that she inflicted on girls for a decade is, like, this two sentences on her Wikipedia that people don't even look at. She rejuvenated her career. She currently has five million followers on Instagram. I can't help but be completely disgusted, if I'm honest. She continues to play the victim well into her adult years. I think I would feel different personally if she had just come forward and explained that she didn't understand the gravity of the actions that she did and she was ashamed and that she wanted to make amends somehow. But she just her way just seems to be ignoring it and if anybody brings it up, she is the victim. Mary faced a similar sentence. She had very similar charges to Gloria, although one thing that I did picked up last minute and hadn't even found more info on because I just right before we were recording, I found it in her wiki. One of the charges was that one of the many babies that Sergio fathered was a daughter by Gloria. That baby apparently died mysteriously 33 days after it was born. And Mary has been accused of dismembering the baby and throwing it in a river. That's fucking crazy. Dismembering. Yeah. And if they've done that once, they've done allegedly it they've done it 
other times. You know, they don't you don't do that one time. This is sick. Yeah. I feel like nauseous. Yeah. There was no forensic evidence ever found about this. So she was never sentenced to this. But it was claimed by some of the girls, which would have been if that were the case, she would at least have been an accessory to murder. They would have been. I mean, that's they murdered a baby. Yeah. Um, she was released at the same time as Gloria. Though she never received the same level of of fame as Gloria, she's doing fine. She works on plays and releases her music still to this day, or at least the last one that I saw that came out was 2017. I have to say it really seems like these women are awful human beings. Yeah. Mary has gone on to multiple talk shows in more recent years to push the blame onto Sergio and seemingly Gloria. So... Mary, again, she and Gloria denied, denied, denied. And then now as they've shifted, they're taking the angle of like, it was real, but I didn't do any of it. And I was the real victim here. I have asked Carolina to graciously translate a few of the interviews she's done over the last decade or so. And they are a 100% pity party USA or Mexico, I guess. I didn't know. Yeah. So much self-pity. Um Bizarrely, in some of these interviews, she puts herself into the position of what some of the other girls said happened to them, sometimes almost word for word. So the accusations that came out from Karina and Aline and some of the other girls, including the box thing, she says happened to her, and but says it almost verbatim. Maybe it did. Right. Or maybe she's just gone loco. It's possible that it happened to her because she was one of the early prototypes for old slime dick there she was the one she was like one of the first wedded child brides if you recall but it's mostly weird that she repeats the stories so similarly to the girls stories and she also doesn't mention of course that those accusations have been made against her Already, So she's bringing up these things that these girls said Mary did to them. And then she Mary herself's bringing them up, saying they happened to her, but not acknowledging it. All of these other girls said she also did this to them. Damn. Like, it's crazy. She's just taking away their stories. Yeah. The way both she and Gloria deny any responsibility for these crimes after denying they ever happened for so long is almost a crime in itself. Their denials caused severe harassment and abuse to the victims for decades after the initial torture. Here's some of what Mary spoke of in one interview from a few years after she got out of jail. So this is the interviewer. Is it true that Sergio brought in Gloria with you for sex? Yes. He wanted threesomes, foursomes, orgies, etc. Some things that have been said about that are true, sometimes false. It can be exaggerated. Tell me from your mouth. First, I want to make a statement. I'm not on the show to talk shit on anyone, and I'm not trying to ride anyone's coattails, get attention, because I don't need it. It's because I'm a woman, and I'm just sick of women being judged, gossiped on, crucified, etc., but the truth will set us free. Okay, well then tell us. Sergio wanted to create his own family, his way, and in a very strange way, unconventional and immoral, too. But it worked with some people, and it didn't work with others, and I'm one of those people. If you read the books the other people have written, it didn't say that Mary Boquitas participated in sex orgies. I had to make up lies to get out of it. Once I told Sergio that I was having a sexual relationship with a musician that Sergio managed or recorded, so Sergio would be disgusted. Sergio even fired that musician, but I had no choice. So, 
she basically is deflecting again blame for anything and then saying, I, I didn't have sex with the underage girls. I I had to make up stories to get sir. It's all just making herself out to be this like pure little innocent victim. And she's not. Um, Lies and manipulation. Ugh. There were sexual things. I was forced, so I made sure to make up stories of infidelity to avoid participating in these orgies. But Sergio really did beat me. He really made me eat rotten food and eat vomit, too. But why? Was it a punishment? Yes, I had to do it all. He would make me eat rotten onions, basil, eggs, whatever, and mix it up with water and make me eat slash drink it. If I vomited, I had to eat with the vomit. So this is her giving... This has already been reported by, I believe, Karina, 15, 20, maybe 15 years, 10 years before this interview. She's just taking her story. It it sounds like it. And and look, this may have happened to Mary, too. But it's so strange that she is bringing up the exact account of Karina and then not acknowledging that somebody gave like somebody accused her exactly of the same thing. You know, it's just crazy to me. Um, it's just like a dissociation. Yeah. So strong. OK. And there's another part in this interview that I found interesting because it, it acknowledges Sergio's politician brother. Oh. So, again, later on in this interview, she's sort of doing a self-pity thing about how she was forced into marrying him, which we already knew, and that she didn't want to be. But, like, he tricked her and all that. So that's probably true. Um so then the interviewer asked why, if she couldn't just leave somehow. No, but there was once a time I wanted to leave. I was 17, but then I saw it was not possible because there were cops and politicians involved. On one occasion, Sergio said, tell your family and tell them you're fine. My dad says I wanted to see you. I had to ask for permission from Sergio, but he allowed me to go. I met my dad at a mall in Mexico City and I came with someone else. And my dad yelled, well, the hell is your piece of shit husband? He was angry because he hadn't seen me in two years. So in this statement, again, she is putting herself in the escorted position. But that is confusing to me because she was the other girl. She was younger. She was like she was the early prototype. So who was escorting her? She's saying because all the girls are saying Mary escorted them. Now, Mary's saying, no, I was escorted. But who was escorting you? Ooh. You were one of the first women slash girls. It was her. She was the girl. It, you know, this whole thing probably happened to somebody else. And she was the girl being like the escort. She's just probably just either crazy enough to put her believe that she was the other girl or is just backtracking and trying not to get in trouble. So hard to say. And then she just goes on to explain that her dad or the father was angry and he dragged her out of the the mall where they met up. And then he took her back to their home. And then this is what she says happened after that. And then I went home and my family was there. My parents, brothers and sisters, uncles, aunts, grandparents, etc. And suddenly there was a knocking on the door. My dad opened it and there was a gun pointing at my dad. That was Sergio. He said, I'm here for my wife. Sergio was there with his brother. His brother was a politician, like a deputy or a senator, and I don't remember. And there were several cops, too. Their sights on my dad. My little siblings watched the whole thing. So <laughs> she's claiming that... Her dad tried to take her back to the home because he realized that Sergio was a crazy man and she was still a teenager at this time and that Sergio showed up at her parents' house with her with his politician brother and police 
and they took her back in front of her family. Yeah, so curious. I don't know. That was just a very, okay, yeah, see, maybe his brother was helping him out, especially because his sentence was very light. Anyway, as for Sergio, the translations from his interviews are a little rough because so little of it is in English. But I believe he served less than six years for the terror he inflicted on countless children. I really can't understand with the amount of evidence that he fathered so many children through rape of minors, how he could have gotten away with this all and only spent six years in jail. Beyond that, those three, the trio, let allegedly let Gloria's daughter die of neglect at the very least or possibly even murdered the baby, should have alone kept them in jail for decades. Instead, Gloria is revered, adored, selling out arenas. It astounds a bitch. This is crazy. It's she like <laughs> It's so crazy. She is doing these arena tours and all I can think of is like you wa- you like watched babies die and you just like let it happen. And it's just like she's just going about her day. But not all hope is lost here because just this year, and this was completely by coincidence of timing that I wanted to cover this story, I didn't know this was happening when I started covering this, that because the story became so much worse than I thought it was, which is why it ended up being multiple episodes. There's very least a new civil suit. The new complaint obtained by Rolling Stone was filed shortly before December 31st deadline for a three-year look-back window that temporarily lifted the statute of limitations on childhood sex assault claims in California. Neither Trevi nor Andrade are specifically named in the suit, but it's clear they're the top two Doe defendants based on details, including including concerts Trevi played in the 1990s and albums she recorded. So the new uh, civil suit is being filed in the U.S. because a lot of the abuse did happen in L.A. County, according to a lot of the girls. Really? So there was some form of, like, lift of the statute in California, and some of those abuse victims jumped on that because they didn't face really any consequences for all the stuff they did. And I'm really, I admire that they're doing it. I'm not sure who are, who's actually filing it because they're keeping everybody's names. And remember, there were like campers of girls in the back. Like there's a lot of girls. A lot of girls. Um, so they're, they're filing the suits. It's still, as we record, it's still not, we don't know the outcome of anything. It's like I think they're just probably waiting for trial. But I want to see that man paraded out and having to face court. I want to see that fucking piece of shit because he has just lived in hiding since that time. And I I find it hard to believe he hasn't abused more kids. Yeah. And even if he hasn't, he didn't – He the amount of time he spent in jail was less amount of years that he was abusing children. That's garbage. Garbage. I I want to see him have to face things. And I also think Gloria deserves to be facing the the crimes that were committed in front of her, sometimes that she committed herself. It's it's really fucked up. And I'm really glad that they're doing this, even though it's not ever going to. It's as far as I know, it's a civil suit. And so that means that it's not about jail time because you can't, um, I guess. Uh, We'll see. I don't really understand this completely, but. I'm pretty sure they can only charge like they can only ask for money that they can't actually 
Yeah. Send them back to jail. It's still like because these people are so famous, they're hiding under fame. Of yeah. Like, you can't get me. Nah, 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 yeah. boos. You kind of have to attack their fame a I, little bit. I agree. And I, I think that that is if that's all they can do, I think that it's really great that they're doing it. Um, but like I said, now Gloria is taking the other stance, self-pity. Kind of the same as she was, but now she's saying, oh, this all did happen, but Sergio did it to me. I'm the victim. And by the way, if you'll recall, at least one of her children is his. So <laughs> her son is Sergio's child. Um, but she's saying, I guess they're estranged or whatever, and they don't speak, and she blames him for all of it. And this is what she says later in the Rolling Stone uh, article. At the 2018 Latin American Music Awards, Trevor staunchly defended herself in an emotional speech. I was not complicit. I was 15 years old with a mindset of 12 when I met a big producer, she said from the stage. He immediately sought to become a mirage of love and pretended to be my only chance to reach my dreams, she said of Andrade. I was 15 years old when I began to live with manipulation, beating, screaming, abuse, punishment, and it was 17 years of humiliations. This is a blatant lie. Because while she started with him that young, saying she was not complicit is not true. Mm -mm. She was assisting in the vile abuse of children well into her 20s. This her her saying that she was a little girl is making it it is manipulating the audience into saying this was all I was a child, too. No, you weren't. You were a child at the beginning and you were a victim. But then you decided at some point you had to stay around or you wanted to stay around or you needed him for your career. And you allowed this shit to happen in front of you. Right. Because he would have gotten so many girls if Mm -mm. it wasn't a female spokesperson. She assisted him in so many different ways and sometimes directly hands on. She manipulated those little girls. I, I, I hate that she said this because it makes her sound like this happened when she was a child and it was far beyond childhood but anyway i'm i'm sorry i don't think she's a good person and i think that that's partly because of the years of abuse that she faced but i don't think she can comprehend how she needs to take accountability for this so again i don't think that they're able to face jail time but i hope they take every penny from both parties and i i I think that they deserve to have to deal with this in court forward facing instead of acting like it never happened Sergio should have never spent a day as a free man. And since he will probably never, I genuinely hope he dies. Yeah, he should. You have to get him off the street. All I can say is that if you are Spanish speaking or have family or friends in the Latin community, please keep telling this story. These women did not deserve this life, what was done to them. And they don't deserve to have like these sadistic abusers just like living free and like people like adoring her and acting like nothing happened it's disgraceful so please like if you have people in that community please please share this with them and share the stories of these uh these women who were girls at the time it's just it's so disgraceful that so many adults failed these kids over and over only to go on to have one of their abusers be like adored by millions is almost too painful to process fully. <laughs> right, because you see their face and their picture everywhere, just like constantly reminding you. Yeah. Something that is something haunting that this British doc brings up is that one of Gloria's hit songs is called Requiento de los Daños. So this is really creepy. Um, and I can't believe this was just a song that was like a hit song with a music video but 
What are the lyrics? So the lyrics are here. We're going to read through some of them, but it's the music video that really chills you to the bone. It, it is actually directed by Sergio himself. Here's a little bit of the lyrics from this song that was put out by a famous pop singer. Um, Even the first few sentences are crazy. Yeah, you want to read the first few? Yeah. The recount of the damages of the Holocaust of your love. They are incalculable and irreparable. There is too much destruction. Tears do not get to put out the fire in me. There are illusions dead everywhere. Only ruins remain of me. So, Ugh. yeah. Um, Who is, whose version of love is this? Because I, I like having a nice time. Oh, wait till you hear what the music video is. Um, and then here, the last little phrases of the song are this. In their account of the damages, I lost everything material. I lost my house and my friends. I gave you all that was mine. Among the missing, my strength and my will. And there's something maimed that I have thought that maybe was my dignity. Huh? Okay, so that song... The music video for it was directed by Sergio, and it depicts a little girl having a picnic with her family when she wanders off from them and is kidnapped by a big fat man. He kid- he takes her away and, like, captures her at his house where he sexually abuses her and eventually rapes her when she becomes a teenager. Over the course of the song, during the video, she grows up and begins to, like, care for the man and then fall in love with him. The adult version of the little girl is played by Gloria. And at the end of the game, and the end of the music video, the little girl that he had kidnapped and raped for her whole life becomes his lover and wife. And they fall, they walk off into, like, the, like, the beauty of the sunset together. So he just admitted his whole thing. It's a little, it's a little, you know. That seems a little uh, on the nose. I don't know. It's like he just wrote what he does. But that that was a music video. That's a popular song. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what the last one I what WAP was one of the last ones I remember. That's just two women having a good time, hanging out and having a good time in a house. Not like a man kidnapping a little girl. Yeah, and, and the fact that the music video itself was just perpetuating this crazy, harmful narrative that the little girl eventually falls in love with the kidnapper, and that was just like a song little girls dance to, is crazy town. That's the only way you can get someone to love you, though, Natalie, is you got to manipulate them. <sighs> so... That's about where we're at now. There was a movie that was made about all of this about seven years ago, and I can't find it right now. Hopefully we can we can if I can figure out, maybe we'll do a watch party with it or something. But, yeah, there's a movie (laughs) about this entire saga that came out that is in Spanish. Uh, Yeah, this is awful. (laughs) I can't believe this, Natalie. I mean, it's it's truly disgusting. This man is a, a menace. I mean, that he's not. I mean, you're putting him in the category of Dennis the Menace, and he's worse yeah. than that. He's I way mean, worse. He, he needs to be chemically castrated. Yeah, he has to be. He's never going to face charges, and I do hopefully, I do hope that he dies because he is. He's da- not going to dangerous. Stop. He's, he's impregnating person. underage girls. He didn't, I can't believe. And then killing their babies. He got six years. It's disgusting. Ugh. Um, for this rather large series, trafficking in fame. We are going to donate a chunk to the Polaris Project, which admittedly has faced criticism at times um, in the way they deal with 
the police. Um, they seem to be addressing that. And also it's one of the only comprehensive uh, places for a person who is currently trafficked to reach out for help. And as well as them having uh, resources in both Mexico and America, uh, because at the end of the day, those uh, women who were girls at the time were being trafficked by Sergio, as well as Gloria and Mary. So we want to always be victims advocates here. And so we will um, just highlight the Polaris Project, flaws and all. And if you are currently being trafficked, you think, um, if you're in Mexico, you can call 01-800-5533-000, which is operated by the Citizens Council of Mexico. And if you're in the U.S., you can call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center, 1-888-8373-7888. And um, please reach out and get help. You don't have to be in that situation. And if you want to donate a couple bucks that you can go to Polaris Project, P-O-L-A-R-I-S-P-R-O-J-E-C-T dot org backslash donate and, um, you know, give a buck or two if you want, but absolutely not necessary. And uh, but check it out if you feel like you need help. Well, that is the end of Traffic and Fame for now. I feel like this is a series we may revisit at some point, but next week we're going to be starting a whole new series. And now we are we are off to the races with season three. Wow. I mean, it makes me wonder how many people we see famous people right now of like what bones they have in their closet. You know, skeletons. anyone you walk in. Think about every person you pass in the street. Yeah. You, you don't know. know. You're walking around. So just stay in your house. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> right. Um, no, you're fine. Most of the people, most people are are kind and good in their hearts. They they are. We just, the mm-hmm. ones who are the worst, we have to talk about because they ruin everyone's lives and they get all the attention that they crave. Um, yay. yay. You can follow us on, uh, at some place underneath on TikTok and Instagram. You can follow me at The Natty Jean. Amber Smelson. And we also do Twitch. Every other Wednesday at 6.30 and then every second Thursday with our friend Mackenzie to cover law issues. We, we go into like more of a casual conversation about some of the episodes and um, this, the calendar on Twitch like is up. You can see when we're about to go on. Like you can see the, the schedule. Yeah. And Twitch is, you know, I know I get why people would be scared of it, but we just do like a talking heads thing. We're having a good time. We're not like angry. No, no. It's a live stream that's very casual. And also you don't have to even make an account if you don't want to like en- enter the chat with us. You can yeah. just watch too. So, yeah. Which we would help. We would love that. We would love it. <sighs> it's okay. You know, this is... um. Yeah, it makes me really infuriated. There's There's been a few people talking about we should re, uh, repeal the 19th, which is the women's voting rights. And I think it's just so they can get rid of the age of consent. I think that's coming well, up. Well, yeah, anybody who'd want to, like, dehumanize women is stuff like They don't give a to... shit. They want to, like, well, yeah. kidnap seven-year-old girls and, like, train them to be their wife and, like, get them pregnant by 12. That's that's a, I, There's a lot of people that think like that. Not that many. They're just the ones who are out there are really loud. They're really loud, but also, I don't know, man. I also don't trust nobody. I slam yep. my computer down. And then down. slam the computer closed. <laughs> we are still saucy, pert, and greasy. If you could not tell, we will be back next week. Goodbye. <laughs>
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.